I have the gentlest nephrologist in the world. Well, I think so anyway. He has been cautioning me about my weight for years. Yes, there it is again, my weight. Here I was finally coming to terms with being a chubby since nothing I was doing seemed to work to lose the weight. That's when he tossed out a bombshell. We all know that increased weight can raise your blood pressure which, in turn, negatively affects your kidneys. I was so pleased with myself for having raised my GFR another three points on my last blood test that I didn't understand how I could be leaking protein into my urine at the same time. Wasn't protein in the urine simply an indication that you have chronic kidney disease? Didn't I already know that? So why was protein leaking into my urine to the tune of 252 milligrams? When the norm was between 15 to 220 milligrams. I know, I know, back up a bit. Thanks for the reminder. GFR is defined in what is it and how did I get it? Early stage chronic kidney disease this way. GFR, glomerular filtration rate, if there is a lower case E before the term, it means estimated glomerular filtration rate, which determines both the stage of kidney disease and how well the kidneys are functioning. Oh, and just in case you've forgotten, this excerpt from the book of blogs, Moderate Stage Chronic Kidney Disease, Part 2 is a good reminder about the stages of CKD. Different stages require different treatment or no treatment at all. There are five stages with the mid-level stage divided into two parts. The higher the stage, the worse your kidney function. Think of the stages as a test with 100 being the highest score. These are the stages and their treatments. Stage 1, normal or high, above 90, usually requires watching, not treatment, although many people decide to make lifestyle changes now, following a renal diet, exercising, lowering blood pressure, ceasing to smoke, etc. Stage 2, mild, 60 to 89, same as for stage 1. Stage 3A, moderate, 45 to 59, this is when you are usually referred to a nephrologist, kidney specialist. You'll need a renal, kidney, dietitian, too, since you need to be rigorous in avoiding more than certain amounts of protein, potassium, phosphorus, and sodium in your diet to slow down the deterioration of your kidneys. Each patient has different needs so there is no one diet. The diet is based on your lab results. Medications such as those for high blood pressure may be prescribed to help preserve your kidney function. Stage 3B, moderate, 30-44, same as above, except the patient may experience symptoms. Stage 4, severe 15-29, to here's when dialysis may start. A kidney transplant may be necessary instead of dialysis, artificial cleansing of your blood. Your nephrologist will probably want to see you every three months and request labs before each visit. Stage 5, end stage, below 15, dialysis or transplant is necessary to continue living. Many thanks to Davida for refreshing my memory about each stage. Okay, back to the connection between spilling protein into your urine, called proteinuria, and CKD. This is from the recently published Slow It Down CKD 2016. In the book of blogs, Moderate Chronic Kidney Disease, Part 1, the National Institutes of Health helped me explain why this combination of excess weight and prediabetes was a problem for CKD patients. High blood glucose and high blood pressure damage the kidneys' filters. When the kidneys are damaged, proteins leak out of the kidneys into the urine. The urinary albumin test detects this loss of protein in the urine. Damaged kidneys do not do a good job of filtering out wastes and extra fluid. Wastes and fluid build up in your blood instead of leaving the body in urine. Let's say you don't have prediabetes, but do have CKD. Does proteinuria still make it worse? Damn. It does. This explanation is from Slow It Down CKD 2015. 
The problem is that antibodies are made up of protein. Antibodies is defined by dictionary.com at http colon slash slash dictionary.reference.com slash brow slash antibodies as a protein substance produced in the blood or tissues in response to a specific antigen, such as a bacterium or a toxin, that destroys or weakens bacteria and neutralizes organic poisons, thus forming the basis of immunity. Lose lots of protein into your urine and you're losing some of your immunity. In other words, you're open to infection. I guess that explains why I magically developed a UTI after years of not having any. I have gone so far afield from what I intended to write about on this last Monday of National Kidney Month. What was that, you ask? It was my nephrologist's strong suggestions for immediate weight loss, juicing. I was so surprised. After all that writing about eating the raw vegetables for roughage and sticking to only three specified amount servings of each daily, this expert in his field was telling me to ignore all that and throw myself into juicing for the immediate future. But you can bet I'll try it, no way I'm throwing nine years of keeping my kidneys healthier and healthier out the window. I can't tell you if it works since I only started yesterday, but I can tell you it doesn't taste bad. I'm learning how to use this fancy, dancy blender we got three years ago that had just been sitting on the shelf. Experimenting with the consistency has caused a mess here and there, but oh well. My first juicing experience included kale, celery, lemons, cucumbers, and ginger. I definitely need to play with my combinations. I also think I made far too much. Luckily Bear was in the house and shouted out that the machine was making that noise because I didn't add enough water. Water? You're supposed to add water? I'll keep you posted on these experiments if you'll get yourself tested for CKD. It's just a blood and urine test. Fair deal? Until next week. Keep living your life.